0: In this share Be'ezus Hashem, we're going to discuss, we introduced the concept in the previous year that Oinoa is really not an absolute form of theft. And the reason for that is, is that there's no taking of somebody else's property. There's no false pretenses. I made you sell me something and I didn't really have a mind to... Uh, you didn't have a mind to sell that piece of property so it's not sold. No. You had a mind to sell me this merchandise. I told you the price. We agreed on the price. We agreed on merchandise. The sale is a sale. The Torah comes along and the Torah says, but you've been taken advantage of even though you agreed and the Torah protects you. This concept is the concept of Oino, you know, and that's why there are limitations, we call the statute of limitations of Atshiyah the Tagar. It's not clear who could be mevatel Oino, you know, maybe only the wrong party could be mevatel Oino, you know, Whereas, let's say, we have a, con- a concept that we're going to Hashem, discuss further, which is mekachtos. Mekachtos means the sale was not done. Let me give a small example, just to illustrate this. If somebody sells something, uh, let's say I sell you a car, and it turns out you drive the car out, and I souped up the engine. But really, 15 miles out, it's clear that the engine's not good. The transmission is shot. In all fairness, the sale wasn't done. It wasn't that you you bought a car, and the car is not living up to expectations. You didn't have in mind to buy that car, that type of car, that level of quality of car. It's not a misrepresentation of the price. And because of that, in such a case, there's no stature of limitations. This is what's called Mekah Toz. Mekah Toz differ in that context. The way we're explaining it is the way Chidushu Reb Chaim Alevi ala Rambam Hilchus Mechiru Perek Tezvov explains. And he explains that I know is a sale that's chal. However, the rights of the disadvantaged party is taken care of, is protected b'midah I did the Torah's laws of I know. Mekachtos? Mekachtos means there's no mechira. So that's how could to be a statute of limitations? There was no mechira. For that reason, let's say, anybody who puts up, any vendor who puts up a sign in his store that there's a no return policy, if there's something wrong with the goods, then that's gezel for the storekeeper to announce that because there's no sale. A sale wasn't done on poor quality material. The fact that you say, well, there could be any problem, since it's not defined, the customer didn't walk out knowing what the problem is, the customer never accepted to buy that. So it, for all intents and purposes, it's as if the customer never bought that. Now, there's obviously a certain amount of gray area. Let's give a, a, case, a case, where you could see how you really need as a die-in, you really need to have a, to sometimes issue a judgment call on whether something is, I know, something is, I we have a halacha, and we're going to discuss it with Hashem in a few more minutes, that karka in Leonor the dindah to protected the rights of the wrong party, that he could get back his money, he could nullify the sale in Besdin, is a halacha that's only given by Metalklin, not by karka. By karka, if somebody sells a piece of real estate, and the price actually was inflated, or vice versa, in the case that we'll soon give, a customer who sold something, not being aware of the true value of the piece of real estate, sold, undersold their piece of real estate, the haloch is that they're not protected by haloch no. It could be, like we pointed out in the previous year, that the one who takes advantage of the other, of the other side is and Issa. But he won't be protected in bezdin the wrong party, to be able to be mevat in That being said, let's try on the following case for size. An older woman sells her apartment. She's been living in the same apartment. She lived there with her husband. She raised two generations there. She's getting older. She wants to move out of town near her kids into an assisted living facility. A real estate developer approaches her and offers what seems to be a fair sum of money cash, which is always tempting, to buy that house. Unbeknownst to the elderly woman, she's certainly not in on uh, developments in the real estate world, but the developer does know this, that whole area, that whole square mile is being rezoned and it's going to turn into high, uh, high pricing, high, very pricey housing and high price shopping. That piece of real estate is not worth $500,000, but in a month or two when the plans go through, that house is going to be worth a million dollars because it's not about the house. Somebody's going to level that house and put up a who knows what, in uh, put it up as part of an industrial complex that piece of land's worth two or three or four times the amount that the old woman thinks it is she doesn't know is that a no is that a function of well she didn't know the price or she didn't know what she was selling she thought she was selling a simple one family house, an older house nice house quaint cute selling it to a family is that's what she thought she was selling she didn't realize that she was sitting on a piece of land. In highly sought-after in an industrial neighborhood, that might be a whole different thing. She didn't sell such a piece of land. She sold a house, of a one fa- of a piece of property with a one-family home. That might cross the line from Oino to mekachtois. There might be a lot of variations on that. A car that's misrepresented, that the engine and transmission was souped up, but they really don't work, is clearly Mekartos. What about a car that I just gave an extra coat of paint and uh, I misrepresented the age? The car is fine. It's in good shape. But the model number or the the miles, the car would be worth that much because that's what the catalog of used cars would show. And in actuality, the car is worth something else. Is there a difference really in the quality of what you're getting? No. It might be a misrepresentation, only a price, in which case it's know. And there would be a statute of limitations. On the other hand, maybe not. Maybe it has a different amount of mileage. Maybe it's a different car. So these are all variables that have to play into a die-in's uh, decision-making process and whether to make an award of Bittl-Mekach in the case of know where the wrong party wants to move out. Well, this is something that's very important. This concept and the gray area between Aino on the one hand, Mekach-Tos on the other hand. Now, this leads us to the halacha that we pointed out before, but let's flesh that out a little bit. The halacha that karka en loyoyno. It's a gzayas hakasuv, and we don't necessarily try to figure out gzayas hakasuv, but one thing is clear. If we're talking about theft, there's no mocking to say that you're allowed to steal real estate more than you're allowed to sell, steal a crate of oranges. It doesn't make sense. The reason why there's a difference, the reason why there can be a logical difference between the two. And the difference between Khak and Metalpun is by the way not something that's unique to I know, it's something that presents itself in different areas in Halacha, it's Negea to the Halacha of taking an oath, a and bezdin, you can only take a shrub metalpun, not on karka. There are various Hilchis Shoimrim being what's called a Shemhidum or a Shem You can only do unmovable property, a shor creative of oranges, a refrigerator full of uh, meat, and so on and so forth, not on a piece of real estate. Now, of course, there is many of the listeners will know that there is a lotion of karka, anin, but that might be relevant to just defining how did I steal something? If I pick you up at the scruff of your neck and throw you off your property, I, I didn't steal it. It's not that the terror doesn't allow for prosecution of gezel and karka, it's just that it's not stolen. I just, I stole you from your character. I didn't steal the character from you. I can't take away the character from you. In any case, the the reason why there can be a difference between character and metabolism is only explainable in the context of what we just explained. The Torah protects those that are in the Shuk from being taken advantage of. There's different type of Shuk. The real estate market and the Shuk. Think old days, Machna Yehuda, the Shuk in the old city of Yerushalayim, where movables are transferred, cash for goods, that type of thing, like a bazaar, a flea market, uh, a st- store where you walk in, you walk out. It's not the same thing as a real estate, Is more official. You have to sign a deed, you have to sign a shtar, it's done differently, it's recorded. That that type of market, the real estate market, has its own dynamic, and it says, a is is that over there, you can't prosecute Dinero Eno. But again, that's only because know is understandable in that context. So karka, e'en is because it's not part of what the Gemara calls the shuk, in terms of movables and goods transferring from hand to hand. Theazo- called, the of is, the Torah refers to giving something to somebody and taking something from somebody. That's a context that we only find by Mitaltlin, not by karka. But let's take that a step further afield. What about a service that's provided? Would that have oino? Certainly not nimkar miyad liad. There's no movables. So the haloch is, the Gemara says, that there is schirus. I'm sorry, there is oino on schirus. The same way there is oino when you buy something. If I buy a car and the price is wrong, then I could be I could prosecute a case of oino in investments, movables. What about if I only rent a car? The Gemara says renting is the same thing as buying. The Losh and the Gemara is Shirus Mebkar So to speak, when I rent something, I'm getting a certain amount of ownership for that 30 days or a week lease, whatever the case is. Now, what most of the Rishonim, except for an obscure Shita that's burdened in Mordechai, most Rishonim, Pe' and the Poiskim, and Sholden Ark, Reish Chav clearly say that this distinction between karkum and Mitalton is true by SQURIS as well. Renting real estate, and very often people rent a, a, a room overnight. They have no idea what it's valued at. So they're not living there. They didn't do their research. They just—they know they wanted someplace to stay for a week. They rent something and it's exorbitantly overpriced because the owner of the property knew that he could take advantage of an unsuspecting victim. In that case, is there an issue? Like we said, yes. However, is there actually the ability to get back the money and nullify the kidney that was made? No. I'm sorry, Anoin karaka, eino no for the same price. This is what the Rushanim, again, like we're saying, besides for one shita, all agree to that, and this is the way it's brought in However, here's a little bit of a gray area. What about a worker? The Gemara understands that a worker is also a form of karaka because in the context of the Gemara, again, various areas in Alocha. A person is not movable merchandise. So if I hire myself out, I'm a day laborer or I provide a service, and the price is exorbitant, over here, by the way, it very often works the other way. A plumber, an electrician, a service provider, knows that you don't know what's in the market. You don't know how much it costs. He only knows that you're desperate. So he provides you a service to fix a leak, and he charges you double, because he knows you're not going to ask too many questions. You need somebody, you need somebody now. That being said... He's going to overcharge you. Can you then not pay it? Can you go back and say, "I want to be mivatul the contract and bezit"? The halacha is avodim dumi Avodim A person working, a service provider, is the same thing. By the way, just I'm putting this in parentheses. We discussed in the previous year the idea that a job when you call somebody and you say, "Get over here, ASAP," you're paying for that service. We're not talking about that. We're talking about just. Simple taking advantage of somebody. It's not 3 o'clock in the morning. It's not Erev Pesach after Chatzos. It's the regular time, the regular plumber. But he knows that you need it and you're not asking. He knows the price is better than you are. He's taking advantage of you. Comes along the Rambam. And the Rambam says a Chiddush. The Rambam says there's a very big difference between a service provider and an employee. More in the in the classic 9 to 5 mold. When somebody's working 9 to 5... They're working for you there, so to speak. Colloquially, of course, but the Gemara refers to it as a form of avdus. From nine to five today, their time, their abilities, and their energy, and their concentration, their focus belongs to you. If they're your evid, then they're dumya da avdus, evid karka, karka However, says the Rambam, the Rambam says that when we're talking about a service provider, a plumber, an electrician, you're not paying him for nine to five. Or if you want to think bigger, I hire somebody to build a deck for me. I'm not paying him for the nine to five. He could build when he wants. If he wants, one day he could bring five workers. The next day he could bring three workers. And he can finish the job as long as he finishes it in the time context that we made up. He's not working. He's, he's not mishubit to me. He's providing me with a finished product, a deck, a pipe that works, electricity, and so on. That type of service provider is really doing the limit outline. The Rambam says over there there is non. This is very important. In actuality, the Rabban argues. And the Rabban says that at the end of the day, a service provider is not merchandise movables. It doesn't go under the umbrella idea of a chisimkiru mimkelami sechol in the marketplace. So you can't prosecute that. An iser there will be, but you will not be able to be mavatl, the mecca, undo it and not have to pay. It won't be nitin lihitova in This is an important makhloi, because then again, it depends if the money was paid already, you won't be able to get back. If the money hadn't been paid yet, so then the customer could insist on being taken care of. And he could stick up for his I know, because according to the Rabbah, in that case, there is I know. Uh, By the way, as an aside, it's always a fascinating topic to explore. What happens if we're talking about stock, partnership and companies, and so on and so forth? Is that called metaltolint? Do you own when you own stock in a company? Do you own the furniture and the whatever is in the business? Do you, when you own the business? Certainly, according to the Rambam, you're not going to call that metalclum. It's not nimkar miyad Riyad. According to the Rambam, it's a, it's a fascinating discussion. We'll leave that over. That's uh, complicated. Um, well, we mentioned that this character metalclum. Very often, you have a business relationship that has components of both. Ripkivega and Peskeva discuss what happens if I hire somebody to build something, and I hire the workers, I'm paying the workers for their time for labor, and in the context not of that they can work whenever they want, in a, like a more of a nine to five relationship, but I'm also doing business with the service provider in terms of buying materials. There's certainly gonna be I know on the materials. There might not necessarily be a no on the service provider. I'll be told in the machalikis that we just said between the Rambam and the Ramban. We might point out, by the way, that this is not always so cut and dried. Very often when two people are doing a lot of volume of business and they're doing it both on vendors and service providers and material and raw material and the work and investment and percentages. So very often, it sort of all becomes one big package deal. I charge you more for this because I'm charging you less for that. I charge you more for parts, less for labor, that type of thing. Then, of course, you have to look at it not as taking advantage of somebody. You have to look at somebody in the broader context. It has to be defined whether there is an actual advantage uh, being taken care of. We might also provide, uh, point out another piece of information that Karka is a fascinating discussion. It's really a discussion that's beyond the purview of this year, but just the Saber Soisen will mention the fact that if you think about it, every house what's a house? Now we just mentioned Karka. Property is Karka. What about a house? Isn't a house material primarily? I own a piece of land and I buy from somebody, or so I have somebody build a house. So, on the one hand, the house is the materials and it's the labor. On the other hand, once the house is sort of glued into the ground, whatever term you want to use, the house is now part and parcel of the property. This is a fascinating discussion in Hilcheshruah and Shemrim and all over that's called Tolush V'Lebisoyv Chibroi. Something that's Tolush, it's movable. V'Lebisoyv, at the end of the day, Chibroi, you made a part of the ground. Would there be a difference between a house that's built into the ground or a prefab that's brought to a piece of property and drilled, you know, by way of pipes and, electri- and electrical work into the ground, might be different, for Marisha has the truth about it. Again, it's beyond the subject of discussion, but I think we've made it clear that there's a lot to discuss in terms of karki metalpum. The context of what we're discussing with karki is the fact that know is a proper sale. We gave somewhat of a gray area between where would you look at a mekkah as just being pricey, overpriced in a dishonest way, and when would you look at it as a mekach that's misrepresented to the extent where I didn't buy that or I didn't sell that? In the case that we discussed before, with the older woman selling her house, she didn't sell that piece of property; she sold something else. In which case, that's mekachtos. We'll point out one more case, which is really sort of a agdoma to mekachtos, and that is a case the tour brings in Reish Lama Beis from the Chulis Harosh. The case discusses two people signed on a house. Reuven Shimon, they signed on a house. Ruven hadn't seen the property. He signed on it, not having seen it. Five weeks later, he goes to see the property. There's graffiti on the wall. There's a bunch of windows that are broken. There's uh, there's a few doors that were ripped off the hinges and so on and so forth. He says to Shimon, I want to be my I, I didn't buy a house that... Uh, I bought a house in moving move, move condition. I didn't buy a house that has all sorts of damages. It could very well be, in the truth, so discusses the parameters of that, is that w- something which is easily fixable, it's easy enough to order a few windows. Of course, if you, you Reuven bought the house, the client bought the house from the seller in moving condition, so the fixing, the tikkunim, are going to be on the seller's dime. That's upgrade that's partial. However, Can the buyer, let's say, if he decided he wants out, can he then be choyzer and say, Mekachtos, we'll say, listen, the house is the same house. There's something here that's quite fixable. It's fixable, it's the same house. Now, if we're talking about something where there's a structural problem, there's a termite problem in the basement, and the whole basement has to be gutted, you have to start again, that's called the house is not the same house. The house, we have to gut a room, or a few rooms. And you have to really redo, rip down a few walls and redo uh, sheetrock, etc., etc. That's not the same house. Ponim And then that's Mekartos. Something else. I bought house A, not the house the way it looks in situation B. But where there's a few doors and a few windows and so on and so forth, some graffiti. Paint job, a few windows, door, easy enough. In a day, somebody could, a contractor could do that stuff over. That is not necessarily a different house. It's just a house that was wrongly priced. So the dime, the owners of fixing it, will be on the Moifun Avrulekev really but that will not be rendered Mekev Toys.